ask everybody to stand for just a moment. We'll pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to be in your house this morning. Thank you for letting us feel your sweet spirit. And God, thank you for each one that's come. Uh, we pray today, God, we might worship you in spirit and in truth. And uh, God, that your powerful spirit might reach out and touch people's hearts. And uh, Lord, we uh, pray that you'd invite people that are lost to come and get saved. God, we pray that you'd invite people that's out of fellowship with you to come and rededicate their lives to you. Lord, we, we praise you today for the church. Uh, thank you, God, for what you do in the midst of the church. And God, we praise you and we thank you and ask you these things in Jesus' name and amen. amen. Turn the to the choir. Page 242. <laughs>
this song just touched me in so many ways. In life, we have so many troubles and trials that we have to you know, we have to face. And I was blessed the day when God saved my soul. And I know I don't have to bear it alone. I don't have to bear life's troubles and trials all by myself. You put your faith in God. And you're always going to have somebody with you. No matter what comes what may, Lord is with me day in, day out, night or day, storm or shine. And this song, thank you, Taylor, for whatever. If God put this on your soul, this has touched me. So I have already feel so blessed and my cup is overflowing this morning. Church hasn't even started. And I'm already so blessed and it's so I wasn't even supposed to be here today. I was still supposed to be up in Cleveland today, but somehow God knew I needed this. God knew I needed it. And so he made it so I could be here. And he never ceases to amaze me. When he knows what you need, he'll put you in that situation. If you put yourself in that situation where you can be saved and be blessed, he will do what you need. You don't even have to ask. You don't even know what you need. And he knows what you need. So please, if you're here this morning and you don't have it in your soul, if you don't have Jesus, please let him, just let him be here for you and Amen. let him just overtake you and let your cup be overflown because you will not ever regret it. That's right. So thank you, and I'm just blessed to be here this morning. Amen. Appreciate getting to be here this morning. Thankful for what I feel. And I appreciate those songs. Um, I, song talked about trouble. It said, though I encounter trouble, and yet I'm pressing on because I found a savior, friend, and guide. What what a what a message! And I, I'll say this: that means something to the world when they can look at the church and see that she's pressing on in trouble, because the world in trouble doesn't have anybody to run to. But I'm thankful that Jesus is the dearest friend that I've ever known. And then in the midst of trouble, he's somebody I can run to. David said, he's my high tower. He's my buckler. He's everything to me. And I'm glad I've got him on my side. I'm glad I'm his and he's mine forever. Appreciate getting to be here this morning. Appreciate what I feel. At this time, I ask everybody seated to stand. I wonder at this time if anybody would have an unspoken prayer request on their heart. Remember all those. Lots of hands. Anyone with a spoken prayer request. He said enough. Pray for this service. Amen. Pray for conviction. Anyone else? Good report. Anyone else? Nobody else has anything. Why is Carl really just in prayer? 
time if anybody would have a song, a testimony, anything on their heart they feel like they need to share. God, we give open time for people to follow their hearts. It means a lot. Anyone at all with anything on their heart this morning? to be here this morning and what I felt so far. I'm thankful for the Lord. Um, we were we had Sunday school this morning in, in Terry's office and there was a sign above his, his, his seat that said, uh, Song of Solomon 6.3, it said, I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. Uh, and I know Terry and Linda do a lot of marriage counseling in there and I'm sure that applies to that, but uh, my first thought went to Jesus. Uh, when I was eight years old, Jesus made me, made me his. Uh, and I've had him with me every day ever since. Uh, and there's another song I sing. I'm not going to sing it today, but uh, one of the lyrics is, No power of hell or scheme of man could ever pluck me from his hand. Uh, God is always with me, and I'm so thankful for it. Even though I don't deserve it, uh, God is mine, and I am his. God's amazing grace sent down from heaven rescued me from death and from shame opened up my eyes and brought salvation now I'm His praise is whole Oh 
I cross death's river, He will take the sting of death away. And now I know that He is mine, and I'm His forever. He is leading me along life's way. He'll be holding to my hand as I cross death's river. He will take the sting of death just uh, always amazes me, Bill. Um, he's there with me through the ups and the downs. And he's, he's always there, and I know he'll always be there. And uh, this is old song, it's one that uh, I want to die on the battlefield. And, um, there's been some bumps on the road, Terry, and I Probably haven't followed him like I should, but even then, he's still been there with me. Always known more in my heart. Always, even though wasn't doing what I was supposed to do, a lot of times I wasn't out doing nothing bad, but not just following what he was doing, but he was still there letting me know that you're supposed to be doing this and going that way, and never left me, never will leave me. Um, I know some some uh, don't throw off on no religions, but some some teach that you can be lost again. And but uh, that's not that's not true. If you even uh, I was born to my daddy Jim Patrick and Provita Patrick, and I could have went and changed my name, or I could have done anything, but nothing would have ever said that in my blood I was born to them. Nothing would ever have changed that. One day I was born because <laughs> of Jesus' blood. Nothing will ever change that. So I I can't be lost again. I can't uh, undo what God did for me. So you just pray for us. We're going to try this old song. <laughs> One day while I was thinking on unseen things above, the Savior spoke unto me, and he filled my heart with love. Some, I'm sorry, you just pray for it. My heart with love. I used to have some people who walked and talked with me, but since I've been converted, they turn their backs on me. Some say, Give me silver. Oh, Lord. 
Thank you for praying. song. appreciate John and Kathy. Uh, at this point, I'll turn it over to our pastor and I'll let him go from here. This is, his service is a wow already. Thank the Lord for his tender mercy and his love and kindness. Glad to have everybody here. Thank the Lord for Sunday school and Choir singing, special singing, opening up and testifying. Just thank God for what we feel and what's here and what's real today. And uh, I want to look at a scripture and uh, pray very earnestly. Uh, thought I had it marked, but yeah, here it is. It's in the 116th Psalm. I want you to pray very hard. I'll start reading verse 1 in the 116th Psalm. And I uh, want you to pay attention, of course, to all of it, but especially want you to focus and pay attention to the third verse. But we're going to read about uh, nine verses. Psalms 116.1. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplication, because he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Listen to this. The third verse. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Now, I'm going to pause for just a minute and tell you what the, my text is. Escaping the grip of hell. Now, let me say it again. Escaping the grip of hell. And if you've never escaped the grip of hell, you need to do that this morning. Let me read that third verse again. This is what the psalmist is telling his experience. He said, The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. I can remember when that was the case in my life. He said, Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. That's not the words that I used exactly, but it's the same thing I asked God. Lord, save me. I need to be saved. Uh, deliver me from hell. Okay. Gracious is the Lord and the righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, Mine eyes from tears, my feet from falling. Now, listen to what he said because of that, what he's going to do. Verse 9, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. And now, I've got one more verse I want to read uh, that goes along with this. It's in uh, the book of Second uh, Peter, chapter 2, and verse 4. And listen very carefully, and we'll have to come back to this and... Uh, God uh, surely wants us to do some explaining about it. Verse, uh, verse 4, chapter 2, 2 Peter, verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. And so we pray real hard. And so we come back over here uh, to the Psalms for a little bit. And uh, we read here that... Uh, the Lord's heard my voice. He inclined his ear to me. Aren't you glad you have a God that's listening? Uh, he cares about what's going on in your life. Uh, even if you're not saved, God loves you so much. Uh, that's why he gave his son to die on the cross. And, and I talk to people sometimes, don't think God's been good to them. They're just not thinking right. Uh, just to be able to get up and have breath and life and get out of bed this morning and look around and see the sunshine and uh, that's just that's more than I deserve and way beyond that uh, beyond the natural part uh, God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life and so when the psalmist here said because, I, because he hath inclined his ear unto me therefore will I call upon him as long as I live I'm telling you what uh, if you're here today and you're saved and you're not living for the Lord uh, go back and think about what you promised God when you're trying to get saved 
uh, at least at least I did. I said, Lord, if you just save me, I'll serve you. Now, that's not why he saved me, because uh, he knew I was going to fail him. Uh, but I, I still had that desire to serve him, uh, but he saved me because I believed in his only begotten son and repented of my sins. And so when he said, the sorrows of death compass me, compass means got you surrounded. I'm telling you, uh, it was all in my life, the sorrows of death uh, had me wrapped up and I was surrounded. And listen, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. I'm telling you, hell had a grip on me and it hurt. Uh, you might not have, uh, uh, you know, it wasn't the kind of hurt that you could uh, take an aspirin for. Uh, but I'm telling you, it hurt way down deep on the inside. I was in agony, and I'd weep from it sometimes. Sometimes when i go to bed at night, I'd wrap my pillow around my head because I didn't want Mom and Daddy to hear me crying. But I was worried about dying and going to hell. And so thinking about that, keep your mind that, the pains of hell had got hold upon me. Now, I want to go back over here in Second Peter and explain this a little bit, or let it explain itself. It really explains itself. Uh, for if God uh, spared not the angels of sin, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved into judgment. Uh, now, uh, that applies to all of us, uh, but it's easier to explain if we use the picture of Adam and Eve back in the garden. Uh, what is an angel? That's not talking about uh, God's uh, created celestial angels. It's talking about angels in a more general sense. Uh, an angel uh, is someone uh, that talks with God. Uh, an angel is someone that has God's message. Uh, somebody that's talking and saying what God wants them to say. Now, if somebody is talking about the Lord and the Spirit moves, uh, there will be an, uh, an angel in that respect. Uh, and back in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, they were back there in the garden. God walked with them and talked with them. Uh, we're talking about angels. Now, they were physical human beings, but they were angels in the aspect that they talked and walked with God. That's how they were angels. Uh, well, what does it mean there? God spared not the angels that sin. Well, uh, you remember back over there, uh, you Bible readers, I'm sure Rick, uh, remember this. I studied this when I was just a, a child uh, in a card class in Sunday school. Uh, we studied about it. Uh, Adam and Eve, God created. Adam created Eve. I uh, put them in a the garden. Boy, they had it made over there. Uh, God just had one rule for them. He said, now, you can eat of all the trees that's in the garden, uh, but there's one in the midst of the garden. It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, God said, leave that one alone. Don't touch it. Don't eat from it. But oh boy, uh, here come uh, the old serpent along. Uh, he began to talk to Eve. He said, hath God said uh, that you can't eat of that tree that's in the midst of the garden? She said, we can eat of all of them, but not that one. Uh, uh, because uh, God's told us if we eat of that tree, and that day we eat that, we'll surely die. Uh, the old devil, he said, you shall not surely die, but you shall become as God, uh, knowing good and evil. Uh, but uh, Eve was enticed by it, uh, and uh, she uh, gave it to her husband. He was enticed by it. Uh, uh, Eve uh, took of it. Uh, Adam took of it too. Uh, he was just as wrong as she was. They sinned. Well, uh, where they'd been talking with God, having a, a good, uh, sweet conversation, uh, they found themselves in a bad spot. Uh, they made themselves uh, fig leaf aprons uh, to cover their nakedness. Uh, they never had any nakedness before that. Uh, you say, well, uh, they would have been naked. Uh, yeah, they didn't have any nakedness uh, because uh, they didn't know they was naked. They were innocent. Uh, and, but God come on the scene. Uh, he said, where art thou, Adam? Uh, Adam and Eve tried to hide themselves. I'm telling you, when I was a lost boy, I wanted to hide from God too. Now, but I'm telling you, you can't hide from God. Uh, and so he come on the scene. Where art thou, Adam? And I like to make it clear. Uh, God didn't ask Adam where he was at uh, so he could find him. God already knew where Adam was at. Uh, well, uh, he said, uh, well, we're trying to, over here, we're trying to hide because of our nakedness. Uh, God said, who told you you was naked? God uh, brought those questions to Adam and to Eve so they'd realize where they was at when I was a lost boy. And the gospel reached me. And I found out uh, I was a sinner. Uh, I was lost without God. Uh, boy, I'm telling you what, it was shocking to me. It was shocking uh, to Adam and Eve over there. Uh, God, I uh, told them, uh, you can't, I'm putting this in my word, uh, you can't stay in the garden anymore. Uh, you got to get out of here. Uh, I'm telling you what, uh, I couldn't stay close to God once I realized I was a sinner. Uh, I had to leave that spot. I couldn't stay in my innocence. Well, now, some people will say, well, this is talking about uh, created angels. And God sent them uh, into a, a devil's hell in the fire. Uh, not so. Uh, uh, let me prove it to you in the scripture. He said, for if God 
spared not the angels of sin, but cast them down to hell. Didn't say they were in hell. They were on their way there. They were toward hell. Get this part and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Folks, if they'd already been in a burning hell, judgment already been passed. But he reserved them in chains of darkness. That's the chains of sin. He reserved them in chains of darkness to the judgment. What are you talking about, preacher? That happened to me. When I sinned, I was put out of the presence of God and I was reserved in chains of darkness, a chains of sin until the judgment. Well, preacher, when's that gonna come? It happens when I was a 12-year-old boy. Judgment begins at the house of God. When I was in the church house and God spoke to me with the gospel, a judgment was taking place. And Brother Carl Atkins, when I was sitting on that morning's bench, I'd been down to praying and hadn't got satisfied. I got up and I was sitting on the bench, something like this. Well, I looked a little different. Been a long time ago, but I called on God and I said, oh God, I've done all I can. Lord, if you don't save me, I'm a goner. Judgment took place. God judged me where it is, salvation. Well, preacher, was it cause you was a good boy? No. Uh, was it cause your daddy was a deacon? No. Uh, was it cause you went to a good church? Uh, not exactly. He, uh, he judged me worthy of eternal life because of the shed blood of Jesus. Uh, Jesus gave me of his blood. He gave me of his license. And so, listen, over in about the fifth chapter of Romans, I think it is, verses 8, 9, 10, 11, down in there. Well, praise God. I'm not going to try to quote this. You can go and read it. But let me give you the substance of God's talking over there about us being separated from God. Well, sin's what separates from God. That's what gets us wrapped up in the grip of hell. Those dark chains, those chains of darkness, those that hold that Satan had on me when I had the pains of hell that it got hold of me. They had a hold of me in my very soul. Uh, I was separated from God. But over there in Romans, it talks about us being reconciled. You know what reconciled means? That means if you've been made apart, brought back together. Talk about a reconciliation. Uh, boy, that's the greatest reconciliation that's ever took place. He said, I was reconciled unto God by the death of his son. And if reconciled by his death, now, praise God, then I'd be saved by his life. So let me make this point. Praise God, he gave his life for us. Uh, but I'm going to tell you today, if he hadn't got up from the dead, it wouldn't have been worth much as it is. Uh, it would have been a nice gesture, but it wouldn't have done the job. But he died and rose again. And so let me uh, focus on the point, uh, escaping uh, from the grip of hell. When I was a lost boy, hell had a grip on me. It hurt me. It was dark. That's what I've been preaching about. That's the same with you if you're, if you're a lost person. You're on your way to hell. But I'm telling you what, you can get out of there. You can escape the grip of hell today. But I'm telling you, you've got to come God's way if you want to escape the grip of hell. You've got to call on heaven. You've got to ask Jesus to save your soul. How, preacher, how do you get... How do you get rid of that? How do you get the grip off of you? Well, when I got washed in the blood of the Lamb, I'm, well, praise God. Let me tell you, somebody said, preacher, don't you think Satan could get a hold of you again sometime? I'm going to tell you absolutely, positively, emphatically, no, no, no. Satan can't get a grip on me. How do you know? Because I'm hid in Christ Jesus. He can't even find me much less get a hold of me. He can't even find me. He don't know where I'm at. He can't see down there. He can't go down there. Woo! Boy, if you're, if you're saved by God's grace, uh, you've got it. Uh, that's the best thing there is. Uh, but if you're not saved, Satan has still got death's grip of hell on your soul. If you want to be free, you want to have peace, you want to have joy, if you want to have heaven, get saved, get born again, trust Jesus. Let's stand and sing a song. That's probably enough preaching. Well, I appreciate the Lord coming by. He's been here all day. He's still here. And I believe God's surely wanting to save somebody's soul today. Let me beg of you. Let me ask you today. If you haven't escaped the grip of hell on your soul, come today while God's Holy Spirit's calling and God will cut it loose 
and wipe it out and wash it away while we sing. Somebody needs to come. Obey the master. Obey the master. Would, would you come right now? Please come. Please come. Amen. Oh, yeah, good song. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Praise God. You can have peace in the Lord. Do you want him? Do you want freedom? Do you want liberty? Do you want everlasting life? Get saved. <laughs> Do you want to be happy? Follow God. Let God be first in your life and live for him. Be happy. Please come. Please come. Please obey the Lord. Let God have his way. Please obey today. Trust him today. Move today. Don't just think about it. Do it. As God speaks to your heart, obey what he says. Obey what he tells you. Do what he wants you to. Obey the Lord. Please. Obey today. Let God have his way in your life. Please do that right now. Somebody needs to come. Somebody needs to come. I want to remind you of a couple things that I've read already and preached on, but I need to go back to them for just a minute and then we'll ask for another song. When the psalmist here said, because he, that's God, hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Because God saved my soul, I'm going to listen to what he says and follow him as long as I live. Well, now, I've been a failure and I'll be a failure some more. But that's my heart's desire to do that. Is that your heart's desire to do that? If you're saved, you can follow God. I've talked to people before and they said, well, I've been saved. I used to follow God. There's some things uh, come up in my life and I just can't follow him anymore. That's the devil telling you a lie. He that's within you is greater than he that's within the world. The power of God is the reason you can follow God because it's in you. Now listen to what the psalmist said. Here's what he used to have. He said, the sorrows of death compassed me and the, pa the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Hell had a grip on him. It was hurting him. I preached about that and applied it to my own life. And boy, it's real to me today. Well, now let's go on down uh, to verse 9. And he, he sums it up again after he's told all that. He said, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I, I'm going to be active for God in the midst of the church. I'm going to be one of God's people. I'm going to let the world see that I'm a God's child. So listen to me today. Please listen carefully. And please obey what God's speaking to your heart. Uh, I'll tell you what, if you're here today and you're not saved, you can get saved. But preacher, I've been too bad. No, the grace of God is bigger than any sin anybody's ever committed. If you'll trust Jesus when God's speaking to your heart, you can be born again. You can have eternal life. And, and if you're saved and you've gotten out of fellowship with God, I've been out more than once. I'm sorry to tell it, but it's just true. I've been out of fellowship more than once. And the devil told me, you can't get back. And he said, people won't even like you anymore. But I'm telling you, the devil was a liar. When I came back to church, that love was still there. People reached out to me. And boy, when the spirit moved, I could feel it touching my heart. And when I come to an altar and rededicated my life, you talk about, you talk about the mother church uh, putting her arms around me and loving me and encouraging me and helping me on the journey. Boy, I'm telling you, uh, I'm glad we don't have to do without God. And I'm glad we don't have to do without the church. But while they sing another song, while we sing another song, Please come if God's calling you. Oh, listen, now let me say this. If you're here today and you need to join this church, the door's open, just come, come let us know that's what you need to do. While we're saying, please obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Let God bless you. Let God help you. Everybody's welcome. God loves everybody. Please obey him today. Please obey the Lord. Somebody here needs to make a move. 
And when I would do good, evil's present. That's what Paul said. When God's wanting you to come to him or come to the altar, the old devil said, not right now. Not right here. Don't do this. He's saying you'll be embarrassed. Please obey God instead of the devil today. If you feel that little, still, small voice working around your heart, come and get in. Don't let anybody's thinking, anybody's feeling, anybody's saying, don't let anything or anybody come between you and God. Somebody needs to come. Somebody needs to come. God give me impression do this again as I do sometimes with head bowed and eyes closed. Let me just ask you, I'm not doing this to put you on a spot or embarrass you or come to you or high pressure you, not a bit, no, not at all. But think about this. If you're here today and there's a spiritual need in your life, you're just not where you need to be with God. And you'd like for God's people to pray for you about that. Would you just simply raise your hand and say, for that, pray for me. Would you just raise your hand? Anybody in the house will just raise your hand. Just You don't have to put it way up. Just put it up just high enough I can see it. Say him with that. Pray for me. Well, I see one hand. Would there be another one? Would there be one more? Just think about it. That's not asking too much. Just to admit, I have a spiritual need in my life. You know, we all have spiritual needs. And if you follow God, he'll supply them all. But if you, if you haven't come willing to follow him today, uh, would you just take this little tiny step that direction just by raising your hand, saying, pray for me. Okay, I don't see any more hands, but raise your heads back up and open your eyes. And just a minute, I'm going to let them sing again. I'm not going to hold you too long, probably. But really, if God's calling you, you should hurry. If God's calling you, you should hurry. Now's the day of salvation. Now's the acceptable time. If you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Please come. Sing us one more. Come on. Would you come? Would you please come? Please come. while he may be found. When is that? When his Holy Spirit's working at your heart. You've got time and opportunity. You can do that. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. appreciate those songs and I sure appreciate your prayers and your very good attention. I just appreciate you so much. As far as I feel like I need to go right now on the invitation, my heart's still heavy and I got a great burden. I thank the Lord I do because uh, that helps me pray for folks that are in need. And So I'm glad God lets us do that. Uh, but anything else before we turn over to the announcements? If you got something on your heart to do or say for the Lord, you're welcome. Right, be seated then. So this coming uh, Saturday, there will be a executive board meeting and fifth Saturday night service. That's going to be at Samaria, 
down where Brother Jordan is at, and that's going to start at 5 o'clock. Everyone's welcome to go to that. There will be a regular church service before the business, so keep that in mind. And then the next day, which will be October the 30th, after our Sunday night service, we will have trunk or treat, and that will be out in the parking lot. Uh, so remember that and prepare for that. We're taking up a special offering today uh, for uh, Perry Elementary students that need coats, and that offering plate will be on this side when you go out. The regular offering plates will be on your left. The Perry School's offering plate will be on your right as you're exiting uh, out into the foyer. So next week, I just want to encourage everybody, if you can, to bring your kids to Sunday school. We're going to have a, a little special Sunday school. We're carving our pumpkin like we do every year. And Missy said she was bringing a truckload of food. All right, maybe <laughs> she's, she's bringing a treat. But bring your kids. It's, it's always fun. <laughs> it's always fun, and it's a, it's, a, it's a special meaning with carving that pumpkin. So uh, I just want to remind everybody that. And then uh, December 18th, that evening, uh, Sunday service is going to be our Christmas play night. And I, I'll throw that out there just so you can uh, be aware of it. Thank you. Appreciate those announcements. I have another announcement to make and a prayer request to make. Uh, God willing, I'm supposed to uh, preach for East Pineville Missionary Baptist Church Wednesday night. That's where Mark Hunter is a pastor. He called me this morning and uh, said he had it on his heart, and uh, that, that didn't surprise me. He said, uh, I really think instead of you just preaching Wednesday night, we need to have a few nights meeting. And uh, so I don't know how long that'll go, but uh, it's, uh, he's got a burden for it, and I think his church does, and I know I do. So uh, really pray, pray for that meeting at East Pineville. There's some folks down there that I've really had a burden for for a while, and uh, I'd like to see get saved, so help me pray for that. Anything else? If not, I'll ask everybody to see to stand. I'll ask Brother Ethan to pray dismissal.